Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. In today's discussion, we'll be covering myocarditis. Myocarditis is an acute or chronic inflammatory process affecting the myocardium, so the muscles of the heart. It's associated with a wide range of clinical presentations and it's similar incidence in both males and females. The median age of involvement is 42 and susceptible groups include pregnant women, immunocompromised patients, and even neonates. So in terms of pathogenesis, there are a number of causes that have been identified. 50% of the causes is actually idiopathic, but it's suspected to be a viral etiology. So there are viral causes, including viruses such as Coxsackie B, Ecovirus, HIV, Parvovirus B19, Influenza, Mumps, and Poliovirus. There are also bacterial causes as well, including mycoplasma, rickettsia, and bacteria associated with Lyme disease. Parasitic causes can also result in myocarditis, and Trypanosoma cruzi, the uh, organism involved in Chagas disease, has been implicated. There are also autoimmune causes, including SLE, rheumatoid arthritis, and sarcoidosis. And there are also the toxification of medications, such as those caused by antibiotics like penicillins, chloramphenicols, and sulfonamides, and the hypertensive medications such as methyl dopa and spirulactone, anti-epileptic drugs like phenytoin and carbamazepine, as well as amphetamines, cocaines, and other catecholamines. Other causes include acute rheumatic fever and giant cell myocarditis. So this disease is actually associated with two phases. There's the acute phase, which is the first two weeks, and that's where you get myocyte destruction, cell-mediated cytotoxicity and cytokine release, which causes further myocardial damage and dysfunction. There's also the chronic phase, which is greater than two weeks, and this is where you get ongoing autoimmune myocyte destruction, and is associated with abnormal human leukocyte antigen expression, or myocytes, or the persistence of the viral infection of the myocardium. Ultimately, it results in an enlargement of the heart and dilation of all the chambers. Now, what are the signs and symptoms that you can experience? Patients may present with decompensated heart failure without any previous history of heart disease. They can have chest pain due to concurrent pericarditis. They can present with arrhythmias, so palpitations, syncopes, and cardiac arrest, as well as sudden death. And they can have constitutional symptoms associated with an infected process, such as fever, anorexia, and malaise. Looking at your differential diagnosis, there are a number of potential differentials that you need to keep in mind. So let's start with cardiac causes. These can include acute coronary syndromes, pericarditis and cardiac tamponade, all of which can be quite life-threatening. You have to consider arrhythmias, such as ventricular tachycardias and atrial fibrillation, as well as cardiomyopathy. There's also non-cardiac causes. Let's start with the respiratory system. So you want to rule out pulmonary embolize and pneumothorax because these can be quite life-threatening. You want to also consider musculoskeletal causes such as chondritis or chest trauma. And finally, don't forget your gastrointestinal pathologies such as severe reflux, esophageal perforation and pancreatitis. The latter of the two can be quite life-threatening. With the differentials in mind, what are some investigations you, that you would consider? Well, let's start with the easy things first. Let's do some blood work. We can do some electrolyte panels looking at renal function and other electronal abnormalities, which may precipitate, for example, arrhythmias. We can look at full blood cell count. And if there's an elevated white blood cell count, then we might think about some inflammatory or infective process at play. You can also consider cardiac enzyme studies and troponin levels if you're really worried about an acute coronary syndrome or myocardial infarction. You can look at autoimmune markers and viral antibodies if you're really concerned about some sort of infective virus process in play. Don't forget the easy stuff as well, like an ECG, to rule out myocardial infarction and arrhythmias. 
Now, there's also some imaging that you can do. You can do an x-ray, which may assist in differentiating cardiac versus pulmonary causes. You can also perform an echocardiogram, which is useful for excluding cardiac myopathies and also quantifying ejection fraction and any wall motion abnormalities. And finally, if nothing is showing up and you're very concerned, you can consider an invasive test like a biopsy, but it has a limited sensitivity and specificity given the variable distribution of disease in the myocardium. And also the process is associated with high complication risk, as you can imagine. The advantage of a biopsy is that you may help in identifying viral genome. So let's say you've made a diagnosis of myocarditis. What are some treatment options? Well, this can actually be a medical emergency in itself. So you always want to start with your ABCDs and make sure your airways, breathing, circulation, and other potentially life-threatening factors are addressed first. You can also give patients intravenous fluids and oxygen if they're hypertensive and hypoxic, and may consider ionotropes if the blood pressure is low and cardiac output is reduced. Ultimately, the treatment targets the underlying cause, if you can identify that. But there's also supportive care, so managing the patient's heart failure. And if you're not sure about heart failure management, refer to our previous discussion on this condition. You can manage their arrhythmias. Having said that, there's no clear evidence to support the use of immunosuppressive agents and antiviral agents in the treatment of this condition. So this brings our quick conversation to an end. We hope you found it useful. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, and also visit our YouTube channel and subscribe. We look forward to having you in our next episode. Until then, goodbye. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer, Gautam, and our co-editor, Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.